0: There's two things that I learned when I was at tech. The first one was there were times when I found myself on that court against uh, that girls' basketball team, and we had no business being on that court. They made us look silly. The other thing was is we found ourselves at parties, and uh, there was there was no ch- chance that we were going to drink those girls either. So <laughs> –
1: Tech Hockey Guide presents the Chasing McNaughton Podcast, covering the Michigan Tech Huskies and the CCHA with your host, Tim Brown,
2: Rob Gilreath, Dustin Lindstrom, and Matt Cavender. Welcome to episode 17 of season 5 of the Chasing McNaughton Podcast, presented by Tech Hockey Guide and recorded from the state of hockey. I'm Tim Brown, your host, and I'm joined this week by Dustin Lindstrom. Everyone, Rob Gilreath, hey guys, and Matt Cavender. You already know who it is. (laughs) This week, as we recap the Fair State series and prepare for Minnesota State, uh, we noticed a cool story about a Minnesota high school team making the trek to Houghton and reached out to their coach and former Husky player Austin Kreiser to tell us about their weekend. Thanks for joining us, Austin.
0: Yeah, thanks for having me.
2: Uh, This week, we'll talk about Austin's MCU hockey career, Michigan Tech series against the Bulldogs the simile spartans uh weekend in houghton and preview the thanksgiving series in mankato anything else guys i just it want to good know
3: to... how dustin's getting so many deer when i didn't see any this weekend <laughs> <laughs> yeah
4: i'm sure that'll come up everybody
2: seemed to like my flat tire story so we can try talk about dustin's deer hunting uh, all right before we go to our commercial break i'd like to thank our latest patron Red Ridge, for signing up to support the podcast uh, i think we missed that last week because it it happened like during the podcast two weeks ago so happy to have another patron on supporting the podcast uh they did the annual membership which i think gets you like 10 percent off or i forget what it is i think like a 60 dollar membership is uh cost you 51 bucks if you do annual so uh all right let's do the thank you notes plus a brief note from our sponsors and we'll be right back with austin crisis
4: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member
3: FDIC. Do you work in manufacturing, product design, or product development? Is your business trying to improve efficiency while also producing at scale? Livonia Technical Services can help. They provide world-class quality improvement training and consulting for failure modes and effect analysis, product development, and cost reduction. All things that could help Northern Michigan assemble a competent defense. If you think your business could use a prevention mindset and reduce manufacturing costs, a partnership with Livonia Technical Services might be right for you. Check them out at LivoniaTech.net. That's L I V O N I A TECH.net.
1: Fibkey Dental is a general dentistry practice located in downtown Rhinelander, Wisconsin, home of the Hodag. Look online at FibkeyDental.com or find them on Facebook. They do pain free dentistry for kids, adults, people that went to great schools, and people that ended up at Northern Michigan. Stop in and say hi between 8 and 5 and tell them THG sent you. That is F-I-E-B-K-E, dental.com.
2: All right, welcome back. Austin, you're from St. Paul, right, originally? Or the different cities? I am, yes. So how did you end up playing for Michigan Tech?
0: You know, it's uh, I, I hope that there are more. I hope that we spend more time talking about my trip to my career. This is going to be a really <laughs> short conversation, but I uh, I played uh, I was uh, fortunate enough to play uh, a couple of years in the United States Hockey League, the USHL, and uh, actually played with a couple of teammates at Tech, Dave DuPont and Andy Lewis, who were both there. But we uh, we played for the Des Moines Buccaneers in the USHL and and I, up till the, you know, till the playoff time of my, my second year of junior, I, I wasn't real sure of, of where I was going to end up. And, and, and fortunately enough for me, I got hot right at the right time. Uh, our first, uh, first series in the uh, Anderson cup playoffs was against uh, the Rochester Mustangs and uh, Mancini uh, at the time, Dave DuPont and, and Andy Lewis were both uh, committed to tech and in uh, coach Mancini and, and coach Martel. I actually, uh, met up with us in, uh, in Rochester early on in the series. And, and I sniped, I sniped a couple of goals and, <laughs> and had a good showing. I think, uh, I think we swept that series in, in three games and I, I ended up with seven goals and, that was probably twice as many goals as I had in all of my junior <laughs> career. So uh,
2: we, we, we got right, hot, right, at, right we, place, right time, huh?
0: It absolutely, absolutely was. Okay. And, and so, you know, uh, I think they continued to follow us. We, we ended up uh, doing very well, uh, in the playoffs and and I had a, a very hot and streaky playoffs and, and they were looking for a, uh, they were looking for a, a third, fourth line plugger, left-handed uh, shot and, and I fit that bill. So yeah, it's, It was uh, there was some interest from tech and there was some interest from Colorado College and and ultimately the decision ended up being mine and uh, the fact that that tech was a was a shorter car ride than a flight for my family to come come watch me play it was it was where where I uh, where I ended up. Um, The other thing I would add to that is is my my father and my grandfather were both uh, residential construction uh, home builders they own companies building residential homes I I grew up in. in my teens framing and finishing homes and, and I was, I was drawn to the, to the civil engineering and to the construction management piece with, uh, that, that tech had to offer, you know, Colorado college was, a mainly a business school and, and tech had the, the technical side, math and science were, were always, uh, something that I was interested in. So yeah, that's, it's it, I sight unseen, uh, you know, Mancini, uh, you know, they were, they were interested in having me and, and I actually you know, you guys look get, I got, I got some stories I told the boys this week and I'll, I'll <laughs> tell you my, my mom handed, my mom handed uh, the keys to her minivan to a couple of buddies who, who drove me up to tech freshman year and, and dropped me off. So my, my parents never even saw campus till they, till they came up for one of my first games. So yeah, it was, uh, you know, it's right time, right place. And, and, you know, fortunately for me, it, it's kind of, it's kind of been something, you know, in, in my in my life, in my hockey career and in my personal life, it's a little bit of Forrest Gump just kind of chasing that next thing. So, yeah, it was great. It was so, great.
2: So what was it like? So you were recruited by Mancini, but while you were at Tech, Tim Waters took over because Bob left at a certain point. Right. Did you have two years of each? Is that right?
0: Yeah, two years. So so after my sophomore year, uh, Coach Mancini left to uh, with uh, Jeff Jackson at Lake state. And they went and they started, uh, they were the first coaches for the U S development program in Ann Arbor. Okay. So they kind of headed that up for USA hockey. So, yeah. So, you know, interesting. I, I was after my sophomore year, I actually, I actually stayed up at tech over the summer to, to do a little coursework and quite frankly, it's so beautiful up there in the summer that, uh, it was a, that was a wonderful experience too. But yeah, I stayed up there and was a part of uh, the interview committee and in process when, uh, when, uh, the coaches, a couple of the uh, the candidates had come through and had a chance to to interview Coach Waters and and ultimately uh, be a part of that uh, that selection process. So that was pretty cool.
2: Cool. So, have you
0: gone up to Tech since you played before this weekend? I had been up there a couple of times. Uh, I started uh, I started my career as a uh, as a project engineer with a company called Ryan Companies, uh, which is a a big general contractor here in the Twin Cities. I was actually hired by. Jim Nargang. Jim was the, uh, director of <laughs> you guys. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So I, I, funny, but, uh, yeah, Jim was the, uh, Jim was the vice president of HR for Ryan companies and an old tech coach. Uh, and so Jim, uh, you know, had interviewed me for a, uh, an internship over the summer. I was, I had a fifth year of school. Uh, he had interviewed me to and wanted me to come and do an internship with, uh, with Ryan and my parents were fearful that if I did the internship, I'd never go back and finish graduation that I'd start working. So, um, <laughs> when, when that didn't happen, we, uh, you know, thank, thank Jim for the opportunity. And, and shortly thereafter called me and said, Hey, when, when you're done, we'd love to, we'd love to have you come on uh, full time, but yeah, I went to work for Ryan and, and while working for Ryan did, did work for target corporation and ultimately went to work for target. But I, I had the opportunity to come up and do some career fairs, um, early in my career with the, with, with target. Um, And so I had been up there, you know, a a couple of times, had been up there for some small reunions. um, But no, this was, this was, uh, this was quite the experience. So this past weekend.
2: So how much has the town changed since the last time you were there? I mean, I know when you were a student, they (laughs) didn't even have the Walmart yet, right? That happened... Uh,
0: well, the Walmart was there. Okay.
3: Yeah, be, he's it's right about the time he was. Right? There. I'm from the area myself, so I I'd think been the one of the kids was. You signed their much... skate with the Huskies thing at one point because we had yeah. a wall on the wall as kids. So at some some point, you are up on my bedroom wall, I guess. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you're
4: because uh, the Walmart asking... is
3: late '90s, right? It's it, it's 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 earlier, it later. Been... I, well, middle schoolish for me. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, there was uh there was plenty of toilet paper and stuff being bought there at Walmart. So I remember the mall, that...
3: the mall was still useful. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, the true. mall
0: was the mall was there. I don't even <laughs> I not even know the mall's, a... mall's not there now, or is
3: it?
2: It's it still there, exists. but it's not there's the same. It's like, a, a, like, like the... a
3: college campus and Dunham's is all that's left basically. Yeah, the, the the Kmart the closed while are. I
2: was a student. We bought a giant like thirty some inch tube TV when they were closing for like a hundred bucks. I had that T V for like six years after college and one of my buddies was like why do you still haul this giant heavy thing around just throw it out (laughs) and i finally did at some point but yeah i remember buying that at kmart when they were closing
0: uh funny story on that giant tv uh that giant tv is what we watched game film on from 94 to 98 (laughs) In, in, in the locker room and and you know the boys got a tour this time and uh you know the the game film room with the stadium seating and the leather chairs and yeah, and the we, giant we gathered, projector. I, yeah. I told the boys, I said, when I was here, we gathered around a 19-inch color TV, and <laughs> Mancini or or Martell would hit play and rewind on the VCR. So. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So some things have changed. Um, Just a little bit. Know, a lot of it is, you know, a lot of it is uh, a lot of it is, has remained the same. I, uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, you know, coming up with the team was didn't give me the opportunity to to play tourist, but uh, we had over 40 parents come up. Uh, they spent some time at the Downtowner. They spent quite a bit of time on Saturday at uh, at the Dog House. Uh, there was plenty of time spent there uh, when I was there. Um, they they it's ate at the a library. Free
3: now, right? That's different. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sure
0: there's. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, but it. Uh, some of the pictures, you know, I, I was told I I had asked. I said, "Is is is the pool table still a quarter?" And one of the dads texted back and said, it's 50 cents. So it's... <laughs> 50 cents. Yep. Yeah, you ain't finding yep. a pool table for 50 cents anywhere in the Twin Cities here. No. So... Well, I, I
2: know I used to joke with all my college roommates that even if we all flew to Houghton, it was going to be cheaper than like getting together in any of the cities we live in between like uh, Salt Lake City, the Twin Cities, and Chicago and St. Louis, like... We can all drive we can all get there somehow, stay in a hotel and it's gonna be cheaper because of the drinks are four bucks instead of eight dollars and all that yeah, stuff.
0: No doubt. They uh and I know the parents I know they got to the ambassador before the, the tech bulldog game, you know, for a for a fishbowl and some uh tostada pizza too. So they mm-hmm. were you know, we kinda we guided them a little bit and told them where they needed to be, and it sounds like they hit all the great spots. So no, a lot of it looked the same, you know, the the fraternity sorority row there looked very similar. Um, you know, Sig towels and some of these others, some of them look like they haven't changed the, uh, <laughs> I don't know if it was, I don't know what that first fraternity is there. The white with the, I mean, those red curtains hanging in the windows had to be there 30 years ago.
4: So
2: <laughs> Yeah. I don't uh, think that one's changed much at all.
0: No. So yeah, it was, a lot of it looked the same. Um, we were fortunate enough to get a tour of, uh, of the student development, uh, complex, uh, uh, the, uh, The uh, assistant AD, Joel uh, Isaacson, gave us a tour. Uh, It was a fantastic tour. I can't say enough about the culture of Michigan Tech, about what Michigan Tech is and what it represents. You know, Joel took time out of his day. He gave us a tour of the facility. Um, The locker room is very different.
4: Uh, You know, (laughs) they've done
0: some renovations. It's fantastic. You know, I've got some pictures that I've shared of with the boys in the locker room. Um, you know, from the shooting cage in the golf simulator to the, to the <laughs> film room and the break in the, uh, the lounge area, you know, even the locker room with the, you know, the individual stalls and the, the LED lighting and, uh, you know, just, just world-class, first class. Um, but then you step out on the rink and, you know, the boards and the glass and, um, you know, outside of the the suites that are new since, since I was there, obviously the digital scoreboard, a lot of the history still remains. And, and that is, oh, to me, to me what sets it apart a little bit i mean it's uh i know from from some of my peers that i've played against that i you know that i play a little men's league league with now i know that you know they always talk that it was it was a tough win when you came up to houghton and you float you know you either bus or fly you know you'd bus at 30 miles an hour through snowstorms or you'd fly into (laughs) houghton hancock and you didn't know if you were going to get out and you know they, they would battle the weather and they would you would battle the band and you'd battle the the student section, you know, the Mitch's mis, misfits were not a thing when I was there, but the, the the students could could get could get rowdy, and I mean, the ring it's such a great place to watch a game, and you know, the fans are just on top of the. I mean, you, you, you literally there's not a bad seat in the house, and you're right on top of the action, and it's just man, it was just I I my cheeks are sore. I, I told you know I told the boys I'm like, I couldn't stop smiling for three <laughs> days. I mean, it was just it was it was you know going back to the glory days a little bit um you know sharing some stories my freshman year in the line brawl against the the gophers
3: yep those those are all the that that's like i said i grew up in the area going to the hockey games the the minnesota gopher ones were like the very few ones we didn't get to go to because friends the town came in town and got to steal my parents extra set of seats (laughs) so we usually had to sit at home and listen to bob on the radio instead of actually going to the gopher games but Yeah. uh, yeah it's uh those were fun games to see them come up, see uh, Wisconsin come up in that era when they were doing well, right? It's, like, it's oh, a yeah. interesting time seeing the, the the Sioux at the time, right? Come in.
0: <laughs> yeah, we uh, we talk with the boys a lot about uh, shot blocking. I uh, my freshman year, Mancini decided he was going to start six six freshmen at Dane County there in Wisconsin on Friday night, and uh, Wisconsin had a defenseman. Uh, what was his Rafalski? You guys might've heard of him and all yeah. in. Mm-hmm. 15 years in NHL, I left wing, I go charging out there. I hit the ice to block a shot. He toe drags me. I mean, this is, this is 20 seconds into the game. Toe drags me, walks to the top of the circles and just shelves one on Wenninger and the whole place. I mean, you know what Wisconsin's like, right? Yeah. They're all, you know, they're all lit up and they're, you know, they're drinking beer and the entire place goes nuts. And I come to the bench and I, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, Coach Mancini is the best coach I've ever played for. Um, I played for, I played for a lot of good coaches, coach Ferguson in in Des Moines. Um, I had great high school hockey coaches. I've had a lot of good coaches, but, but, but Bob was, Bob was the, he was a motivator. Uh, you know, he took what, you know, I, I would tell you that I was on a scale of one to 10. I was a four or a five in talent and he made me a six or maybe a seven and a half. Right. He, he got the most out of his, out of his players. Um, Yep, I went to the ice, Rafalski shelved it. I came back to the bench. Bob walked down. He leaned down. He goes, What'd you do? I said, I left my feet. He said, What are you going to do next time? I said, I'm going to stay on my feet. And he goes, Sounds good. And, you know, <laughs> I, I love that. I I I love that. You know, as a coach, he didn't get on me. He didn't put the fear of God in me. You know, he 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 let me come to the, you know, he let me figure out what it was I was going to do and, and then held me accountable to it. Um, what I loved about Bob was he was able, first 12 minutes of that game, he had 18 skaters on that bench, and he knew which 12 guys that night had it, you know, and, and consistency, even at the college level. I mean, you guys that watch college games, it's, you know, it's, consistency is, is everything. And it's, it's a tough thing to get out of for one for high school kids, but, but even at the division one level, that consistency is, is really a, what, what gets players, you know, to that next level and. He knew it. He knew which guys had it, which guys didn't, and he didn't care if you were a fourth liner or a first liner. He ran those guys that he knew had it that night, and and it was, you know, just just fantastic the way that he managed that bench. The, the other thing I'd tell you is he was he was a motivator. Um, another quick story since I've I've only got a couple. I uh, my sophomore year we went to the uh, WCHA to the what was at the time right the the final five for the WCHA. Uh, we beat St. Cloud in the play in game. I think we, you know, we were the, both the four or five seed. We had, we had come off a road victory, uh, uh, sweep of, of Duluth and we're at, uh, we're in Milwaukee at the Bradley center. Uh, that Thursday night we beat St. Cloud in overtime. We, was it overtime?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. I'm I, a nerd. I have a spreadsheet of all of
0: this.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I had a pretty good seat from the bench watching that game. So, but
4: I, you know, <laughs> we, uh,
0: we, yeah, we, you know, we, we beat St. Cloud, um, you know, for me as a Minnesota, you know, we got Jensen and a couple other Minnesota kids on that team. You know, it, it's always special to beat those, those teams from Minnesota and a lot of the guys that you grew up playing against and in, in the summer with um, the night the, the following night, I believe we get number one, Colorado college. And, you know, they're, they're all the talk and, you know, to talk to, to coach Mancini and he comes walking into the locker room before the game, bible open reading david versus goliath and i mean just (laughs) just goosebumps right you've got the stats in front of you i think we heavily got outshot, but uh found a way to to beat number one colorado college and then uh ended up losing to the gophers in the in the championship but what a you know from a from a motivational standpoint you know coach mancini he had he had a lot of those little uh little motivational tactics in his up his (laughs) sleeve and I really I connected with it so I I was really appreciative of it but
1: yeah yeah it yeah. sounds like a great it sounds like he was a great motivator for you it sounds like you've taken some things from that and kind of applied it to uh your own style so uh how would you say because I know like in the like in the high school season uh you guys haven't started like actual play yet if I'm not mistaken correct
0: yeah this was so we actually started uh we had we had we started tryouts on Monday okay uh friday morning at 10 o'clock we got on a coach bus on our way for uh on our way uh, up to houghton
1: that is such a fantastic way to just like throw the guys into the fire and say like hey here we go and i think that's that's a cool part of like uh building a culture and i think that's kind of what i'm getting at is when you like start off in the beginning of the year like this i mean throwing all the guys on a bus and saying, well, let's figure it out. is a great way to like, start figuring out that culture, but like, what are some other ways you start to develop it? Like in the beginning?
0: Yeah, this is, uh, this, this, this was special. You know, we, we had been talking about it, uh, for a number of years, uh, actually right before COVID had talked about, you know, it really would be great to get up there, get up there in that first weekend. Um, because there's an opportunity for us to team build, to bond, to spend some time together. Um, and then, you know, obviously COVID hit and, and we lost, lost that opportunity, uh, last year, our football program. And, and so, you know, Simley high school, we're, we're a small school here in the state of Minnesota. We're a class A school, um, you know, our graduating class and, uh, the, the coaches from Jeffers laughed because I told them we're, you know, we're right around 200 students per grade. And they said, we're, uh, we're about 60 per grade or something so but, I graduated with 40 so you know we're, we're a, <laughs> yeah. so it you know, all, all all in yeah all in perspective but you know we're, we're a small school here um you know for us it's for us it's about team um, we took 37 players we put 37 players on that coach bus that's our that's our entire roster um, we did not have any cuts this year we uh, we've always had a philosophy and a culture that you um, it's one team. We just play two different games, you know, and either you play in the big game or you you're on, you know, you're playing in the, the JV game and your goal is to get to the big game. Um, but we, we, we put all the boys in the same jerseys, the same bags. Uh, we give them the same track suits. We, you know, we, we don't hand stuff down from our varsity to our JV. Our, our culture is really, we do everything together. And and one of those things we do together, we, we do a number of team building events each year. Um, you know, obviously smaller than, than, than doing a road trip like this, but we take everybody. And uh, you know, we, we, we stopped in Rylander and scrimmage Rylander on uh, Friday afternoon. Rylander had a varsity only. So we, we did a split squad. We put half the varsity and half the JV boys on one, one group. And, and then, you know, played, played half the, half the scrimmage. And then um, they got undressed and the other guys put their skates on and they came out and, and finished it. And so, you know, trying to give everybody an opportunity. Um, we sometimes say, you know, the good news is everybody gets a chance to play at Simley high school. Sometimes the bad news is everybody gets a chance to play, but uh, (laughs) uh, we, we, we have to find ways to sometimes to motivate a little differently than maybe some programs that are deeper. Uh, but it's, we just, it's such a, such a wonderful school and and a wonderful group of kids. And, and yeah, it was just, it was unbelievable. It was such a great adventure.
2: So how did you, you just contacted tech to talk to them about coming up and, and. Did, did they offer the tour? Did you hope to get that, or how did this how did that all come together?
0: Yeah, first class. So uh, about six months ago, I, I reached out to Dr. Sangregette, who was who was at Tech when I was there, and so um, this was you know, actually I I backtrack. I would say a couple of years ago, um, and it's probably even more now. Pre COVID, I had reached out about the opportunity and saying, hey, I'd really love to to work work this out where that first weekend we could come up, it would have to be a year where tech was hosting, you know, we'd love to come to a game, tour the locker room, you know, all the things, tour the campus and and give the boys, you know, an opportunity to to see what hockey's like in the UP. And so uh, uh, Dr. Sanger get, uh, thought it was just, thought it was a great idea. And so we had, you know, chased it around for a couple of years. It didn't happen. Um, we were gonna do it a year ago. Our football team, small school went to a stage sh- state tournament for football and actually won the state championship last year. And so we, we started our season last year, uh, with only 18 skaters having to play two games because our football players were still playing football. Um, <laughs> we, we said, let's pause last year and and let's try to do it for this year. And so, you know, six months, probably six to eight months out, I had reached out again and said, Hey, you know, let me know when your schedule comes out. And, and fortunate enough for us, uh, they were going to, you know, she's she, she she had said, hey, we're, we're hosting Ferris State. I said, let's go for it. Uh, tech was so gracious. She said, we, we can find you some ice on Saturday morning. You know, here, here's what we can do for you. We can, we can set up a tour. We can help you set up a tour with the university and the admissions staff. And so um, they were just unbelievable, it, it, unbelievable. And so, you know, a lot of planning, a lot of back and forth via email, phone conversation. Um, you know, the unfortunate thing for us and, and what we, you know, what we're hoping to do in the future is we didn't get up to Calumet, wanted to get up to Calumet. Um, what I found out was that six months is not enough time in, to, to schedule games and scrimmages. The, the Minnesota State High School League and, and the Michigan State High School League only permit 25 games and they only permit a certain number of scrimmages. And um, Calumet, Hancock, Houghton, they all had, they were all full.
4: Mm-hmm. And so yeah. it was
0: a, it was a scramble here. You know, I, I promised 30 some student athletes and a bunch of parents a trip up to Michigan tech and we got nobody to play. What are we <laughs> going to do here? So I was, I was begging Calumet's coach. I said, can we just come and Can we put our practice jerseys on and practice with you guys? Let's play some small area games. Let's, you know, Oh, I'd love to do it. You know, unfortunately that's against the rules and nope, totally get it. We'd love to have you next year. Let's make it happen. And so, um, yeah, I, you know, tech was, uh, Dr. Uh, uh Joel Isaacson, um, Matt, uh, what was Matt's last name? Down in the down in the admissions office, um, they were great. Um, Steve Nordstrom, who's the AD at Jeffers, he was, you know, he was in constant contact. He started helping me talk to some other coaches and what can we do to at least set up some scrimmages. Uh, him and his son actually uh, refereed our our scrimmage against Jeffers on Saturday morning. And that was, <laughs> that was super cool too. But, you know, you guys are, you guys are, you guys were at tech. It, it just, I mean, fantastic. The people are fantastic. The, 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 the community is fantastic. Um, you know, we went to that game on Saturday night. They had the boys up on the big screen. They had, uh, <laughs> you know, the, the welcome Simley Spartan hockey up on the screen, you know, nothing that we asked to do, nothing that we knew that they were going to do um, they just, took care of us and and yeah it's it was awesome it's just awesome
3: so you got some future huskies coming is what you're trying to say
0: perhaps well (laughs) we we i don't know if i've got any future husky hockey players on my squad but i got about a dozen of them that want to be ea sports athletes let me tell you that so (laughs) yeah after our scrimmage after our scrimmage on saturday against jeffers um Joel met us down in the locker room and we we got a tour of the SDC and we, we toured, you know, we toured tech's locker room and that was, you know, one had I been inside the locker room and there, and, and, and if there was no branding, I would have had no idea where I was. I mean, it was incredibly different than, than when I was at tech. Um, That's only
2: year and a half old, two years old, if that, right. I think a lot of that was done last year. So
0: I, yeah. I, Joel had said they've done a, you know, they have done a couple of renovations here, yep. on it, but we, yeah, um, I think you,
3: you would have been the, the, the grant hockey centers, like right after you left too, it might've been under construction your senior year. I would think that kick out on the, on the side of the SDC there. So even that wasn't there when you were in school.
0: Yeah. Yeah. When I was in school, we used to do fundraisers, I, you know, the, uh, we, we would be, uh, we'd go down to the alumni center there on a Wednesday night and they'd give us a phone list and we would yeah. start making <laughs> cold calls you know, hi, 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 Mrs. Johnson is, is Mr. Johnson there? Oh no, I'm sorry. He, he passed away. Oh, well, I'm. you know what I mean? Just what a, what a hard spot for a, for a college kid to be in. Well, I'm really sorry to to hear that. You know, can I, and, and so, yeah, I mean, we used to do that chasing, you know, trying to fundraise. And I think for that, for that first go around, um, but yeah, the, the locker room was unbelievable. Uh, you know, there was a time when we were up there when we had to go up there on a weeknight and, as a team, rip up the carpet because they were going to replace the carpet in the locker room. Um, <laughs> those, those I can't, I can't even
2: imagine that's conditioning. I'm ask, asking the players to do something like that today. I just so, I can't.
0: No, no, they would have. They, yeah, I I I couldn't ask my players to do it. I could tell you that. Yeah, it. Um, at one point, that carpet had been down for so long when we were there, and was was such ingrained with the glue. That, I mean, it was, I mean, we, we left there with blisters, trust me. It was, Jeez, oh, you know, there, there's machines to this, but at, at one point, one, and I don't remember who it was as long time ago. One of the, one of the guys said, tearing up this carpet's like trying to open up Roy Britz's wallet to get a new stick. You know, <laughs> 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 budgets, budgets were just different uh. back then. And, and, but yeah, that locker room, you know, so, you know, the, like I said, the lounge, the video room. Um, the, the actual locker room with all the LED lighting, you know, the little nameplates were all lit up. Um, it was it was incredible. Uh, you know, we've got a couple of, we got a couple boys on the team that are, you know, multi-sport athletes. They're golfers. You know, there was a golf simulator that they had put in recently. There was, you know, the, the hockey shooting ranges and, um, you know, their their own weight room. Um, you know, everything had the has the Michigan Tech logo um, embroidered in it. Just just first class absolutely first class. And so you get, you know, you get modern, what, you know, what it takes to bring a recruit in and say, this is where I want to be. And then you get the history of, of the Mac. And, and, you know, when you start to walk around there and look at the teams and look at the national championships and, and then look at the, uh, you know, the, the NHL, the the number of jerseys and players that have, have gone on to, to play in the, to play in the show. I mean, it's, it's, it's truly, truly impressive. And so, yeah, we toured the locker room, uh, we got a tour of the SDC, uh, you know, we we saw the pool, uh, we, you know, when we walked into the pool, there there had to be probably 150 parents and kids from the community that were up there for swimming lessons. Um, you know, uh, Joel talked a lot about how, you know, how the community uses that SDC and, and their access to it. Um, things that I don't even necessarily think that when I was 18, 19, 20, 21, 22 years old, realized as a, as a student athlete at Michigan Tech Mm -hmm. and, and what that, what that, that SDC means to the community and what the college means to the community. You know, it, 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 put it into a little bit more perspective even for me this, this much later in life, but, um, yeah, that was super cool. Uh, we, 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 then we, you know, we saw the, the gym, um, you know, we saw the, the, the basketball and the track and the rock climbing wall. Um, we saw the gym, the, the girls basketball team was practicing and of course, my, my 15, 18-year-olds, half a dozen of them wanted to jump out there and try to show those those girls who was boss. And I will tell you what, there's two things that I learned when I was at Tech. The first one was... There were times when I found myself on that court against, uh, that girl's basketball team and we had no business being on that. court. The other thing was, is we found ourselves at parties and, uh, there was, there was no ch- chance that we were going to drink those girls either. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I, all right, boys, it's time to go. And
2: Are you in the market for insurance? Have your rates for home, auto, boat, or more been increasing way beyond inflation? If so, maybe it's time you spoke with Aaron Piedela and the team at Arcadia Insurance Group. Serving Michigan, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, and more. Who better to serve you than a former Michigan Tech player? For more information, call 866-511-1069 or go to ArcadiaAgency.com. We fund everything a Tech Hockey Guide from listeners like you. You can show your support by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash techhockeyguide. Whether you're interested in question priority, access to patron-only Zoom chats with coaches and players, instat deep dives, extended versions of the podcast, unedited video or audio, early access or commercial-free listening, there's a level for you. We also now have 15% discounts off annual memberships with tiers ranging from $2 to $50 per month. Again, sign up at patreon.com slash guide.
0: We are coached, you know, it's, we coach, we coach very differently today than we were coached. Yeah. Um, You know, there's a, there's a great book called Inside Out Coaching by by a, a guy named Joel joel ehrman dr dr ehrman and it's uh it really talks about how you as a coach are you know your ways of coaching are somewhat um how you were coached as a child right and he and he talks about you know understanding that and understanding the good and the bad he he shares a story about playing basketball as a youth where after the second time out and being unable to inbound a ball his coach told him to just throw it in the kid's face in front of him and which is to what he did and, and, you know, smash the kid's face, you know, bloody nose and how that's not necessarily the way that you want to be as a coach or necessarily the right way to coach. Um, he also tells a story about, you know, the hardest he'd ever work. He uh, uh, Dr. Ehrman talks about um, Joe Ehrman talks about uh, he played collegiately uh, both. He, he played lacrosse and football at um, Syracuse. He also played, I think he said, 14 years for the Detroit Lions. So, um, but he talks about the hardest that he ever worked in sport was a time when his when his mom dropped him and his buddies off at a at a, at a snow hill to go sledding. And he goes, you know, with, with lunches. And he said, we sledded so hard that day that we couldn't walk up that hill one more time. And I think it's super powerful. Um, as a coach, how do you instill the fun in coaching, but still get the the exhaustion and the work out of your players. It's a very different
2: line than when we were kids, right?
0: Yeah. It was, you know, the, the, again, you know, the the old Herb Brooks again, again, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you know, there's, there's some, there's some benefits to conditioning. Um, you know, there's, that's a, that's a whole nother conversation. Some believe in conditioning. Some don't, I, I'm still a believer in conditioning as long as it's not done for punishment. You know, I think that there's, there's something to be said when you're in that locker room after a tough practice and you've pushed through both mentally and physically, and you did it together as a team and you, you, you know, you, you pulled the rope versus tried to push the rope a little bit. And yeah. and so, you know, we, we just try to do it in the right context. We don't do it for punishment, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, you, you, you learn a lot, you know, through, through the coaches that you've had coach Mancini and, and others, and, you know, you, you take some of the things you like and you, you take some of the things that you think, you know, in today's day and age need to, you know, ways of connecting with these players, um, you know, in a day and age when, when selfies are really important, um, <laughs> you know, you, you, have got to find a way to get to, to 37 players, you know, often enough to, to make them, you know, understand that you care for them and that you, you know, you really care for them and you, you care for their being and, and want to want, want the best for them. So, yeah. Yeah.
2: so you mentioned the students uh and the misfits so so what were a game what was the atmosphere like for games when you were a player with the misfits not existing yet since i created them and i wasn't a student yet did you really i did
0: oh congratulations i uh <laughs> that is that is awesome um games were you know very similar to what I witnessed you know other than the student body was not on campus this weekend they were they were on Thanksgiving break. So it was, yeah. the game was, you know, a uh, uh, significantly less than students, but, um, the games were very similar in, uh, in the pep band, uh, you know, the pep band leading, leading the way, uh, leading, leading some, some cheers leading some of the, uh, you know, the, in heaven, there is no beer. That's why we mm-hmm. drink it here. Um, you know, all of the, you know, a lot of that has not changed. Um, We had a, we had a, you know, we had a decent, we had a decent following of, of students that would, would travel. Um, Not, not what I think the misfits have done, (laughs) Um, you know, but uh, yeah, I mean, it was, you know, it's, it's a lot of, a lot of locals. It's the student, uh, the student body there at Tech and, and it was a packed house on uh,
3: the Wolf night when tickets were only 98 cents. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you're fighting, you're fighting not only you're not, not only fighting uh, the students being gone but you know Deer Camp is that starting weekend too. So there's a couple of things against you for for that for last night's uh, the game I'm kind weekend. of
1: shocked there was as many as there were especially <laughs> on the student side.
3: Like Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think if if I got to think of the two biggest changes I can think of atmosphere-wise is the band doesn't sneak around anymore. They they're not allowed to do that, right? They used to uh when the You know, they were, they're always up on where the suites are now is where they were when you were in school, right? They were still in the, in the couple of bleachers that were where the,
2: where the rail five, five, five is now those would have been up there there.
3: still. Right. So they were behind there and, and every second period, the opposing goalie would be on the other side of the ice. So half the band would disappear and sneak around the arena. And as little kids, you'd have a bunch of us little kids following them as well and joining them. Uh, they, they'd stop uh, at one spot in the stands, go up the stands and play the fight song on one side, and then they'd sneak down underneath to harass the opposing goalie from down below. And it was yeah. always one of the guys with the giant tubas that was always in the group too at the very end. Yeah, so He'd be sticking out like a sore thumb down there. They were all crouching down. They'd do a couple of cheers about, you know, you're so ugly, that kind of stuff, Those those type of cheers that have kind of fallen out a little bit over the years. <laughs> the the hoser cheer was another good one you know so mm-hmm. they shout at the goalie and then then they'd run all the way back to take their spots in the pep band area again now they stay in their their uh, their perch why yeah, the, the band was right the band was You're right even on...
2: ugly backwards too yep those kind of <laughs> things
0: <laughs> <laughs> the band was uh they were right they were right above where the NHL jerseys now, right underneath where the suites yep, are. Yep, yep, so they yep. were right over the top of the visiting goalie for a couple of periods as well.
2: Yep. So, yep. you know. Mm-hmm. But we pretty can't pretty have good. that now because there's you know, all that money in those suites, we can't have a loud obnoxious <laughs> band right underneath <laughs> them. Uh, I still thought they
0: did a I thought they did a great they job. They do a great I, job. Yep. Yeah,
2: it's they it's, actually uh, I was talking to Harrison a Watt, who uh used to be the play by play guy for for fair state and he we were talking about how actually like where the pep band is now is actually worse for the team the opposing team because it projects right at the opposing bench <laughs> <laughs> like sure. and I never thought about that till I was talking to Harrison about it and realizing that they are literally pointed right at the opposing bench now and it probably does get a lot louder down there than it ever did when they were on the one end on the sweet end kind of a happy accident
0: yeah rarely do you hear a radio personality or another you know a friend that had that i had played against rarely do you hear them talk about mcginnis and not talk about the pep band i mean yes it is so prevalent and it is such a part of those games Mm -hmm. um you know them them playing and (laughs) <laughs> maybe the annoyance of it for the opposing team um but i it just it just creates such an incredible environment you know we we host 12 or 13 home games every year and we get we get the band our we get our pep band there for one or two games a year and it's the atmosphere having the band versus playing music over the the
2: pa system is it's it's just a different experience yeah well at it- that's one of the things that we also lost a little bit when we got the, the Jumbotron because there's more piped in music than there's ever been. The one thing that I do like about the commercial break change is the is uh, it no beer and uh, uh engineers get the long commercial break, I think, in the first and third period now instead of like trying to make it work over one minute and then hoping there's enough whistles in the game to to keep it going and that's one good thing that came out of the switch from three one minute timeouts to a two minute timeout each period uh but yeah like it, it i know i know we especially early on when we got the jumbotron at first it felt like they took away too much pep end and we're doing more ads and more piped music and it just you know give it back to the band I, I guess you need good, to do your, I found
3: a good balance now. I think it's, it's a lot better so. than the first couple of seasons, but yeah. yeah. Yep. I'm still amazed that we have something like that in the middle of the rank. I know it's a norm now for D one, but it's, it's a yeah. far cry from the old scoreboard that was up there for years. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's, well, it, it helps, helps that we act have light
1: that. bulbs that were burnt out on
5: it. Right. So. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and that
1: scoreboard lives at the Calumet Coliseum. Now, Correct. If I'm yeah. The it, it is still in
3: Calumet. Yeah. yeah. It is yep. the Calumet Coliseum scoreboard now. Yep. You're right. Yep. So if you guys make it up there, you can go see it again. (laughs) It's hanging in the armory or the Coliseum, whichever one you want to call it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. You know, all the, uh, the coaches and ADs up there were so excited to have us, you know, we've talked about, we've talked about finding another team here in the cities and doing it every other year, two teams come up and do a Friday, Saturday and and do those actual games Sure. and then having them come down every other year and doing a Friday, Saturday, you know, Uh, series and so i I think that there's a good possibility for that to happen uh you know we also got a tour of the campus so the admissions office set up a tour and uh we had lunch in the mob we had some uh you know we we served up 40 pasties to the boys (laughs) sure Um, sure and so i you know how many of them liked it from roy's uh you know good they yeah I, i think i think most of them liked it Uh, If they didn't like it, they weren't going to tell coach they didn't like it. Uh, (laughs) We, uh, we had them brought in from Roy's and, and they were, they were fantastic. I, uh, my coaches raved about them. Mm -hmm. Um, I was only disappointed because uh, you know, the, the one or two or however many a week I had in the MUB, I used to put the mushroom gravy on the top. And I mean, my, my my pasty almost was like a boat it floated in the gravy right and mm-hmm. and so you know we had them with ketchup and hot sauce and and the gravy wasn't available but uh you're, you're putting yourself on one
3: side of the holy war there and you're on my side with the gravy <laughs> i like oh, gravy really is too. That a, is uh, that, i didn't even know that is that uh, really? I can't i ketchup, can't. ketchup versus gravy is one of those big questions are you a Packer <laughs> fan or a lion fan maybe maybe Say that's
2: it. why i i am not a fan of the traditionals because i've never had one with gravy maybe they are so my much better yeah. with gravy I I I would. So I would I completely accept i can completely see how they would be that much better with gravy that, that's I my love preferred
3: the... way of doing it i've got we've got a dozen from roy's in the freezer on the other side of the wall here in the kitchen that's our bring home usually i live in green bay wisconsin now a little south of hey that. that's
5: funny tim's got a dozen
2: in my freezer yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. i still haven't gotten those from whenever you went to houghton and then i i've been to houghton since then i bought like four more on my trip i bought the <laughs> I bought every frozen pasty and the two flavors I like that they had left on Saturday morning. <laughs> <laughs> is, is there nowhere to get them in the Twin Cities? Well, I'm I mean, sure there's got to be like a place. I don't know or two, if there's a, a place. There's a food truck.
1: I'm sure there is. But
2: I know yeah, there's that, like there's a pasty food truck. I just love Roy's, but I'm not paying the $50 for the dry ice shipping. So I try See, and... That's... What's kind of nice
1: about still living in Michigan is that I live, like, by a, like, boutique version of Meijer, and they actually do have, like, frozen pasties ready for me to grab there.
2: There I there are frozen pasties in the grocery store in Minnesota. I know I saw them when I was up in Bemidji, and I'm pretty sure I've seen them uh, at Kowalski's here in the Twin Cities, maybe it was. I thought I saw them somewhere, but I, I haven't they're tried them. To produced know if they're, and, yeah, I don't know. They're I'll not the same my... as getting Roy's.
1: To put yeah. my two cents into the debate, I love the history and the lore of the pasty. And let me tell you, the miners did not take ketchup or gravy down with them. Okay, <laughs> I just eat them. I eat them right out of the bag like a burger. Yeah. So, there,
3: there's yeah. multiple ways to enjoy your pasty. Oh yeah, there's no wrong
1: way to do it. That's just I, I as someone that's into the history and the lore. You're when when you're heating your pasty up by the candlelight, you don't think, "Oh man, now I gotta heat up my gravy." They didn't have enough time to do that, you know.
3: No. Nope. <laughs> No, before, you not wash your I hands could. and toss your crust too <laughs> yeah
0: before yeah. i could before i could unwrap mine before i could unwrap mine both of my assistant coaches had it like a hamburger yeah and we're, we're just we're eating it like a hot pocket yep and yep. I, yeah. I i i took mine out of the wrapper i put it on the plate i cut it i cut it up i, it up, I put ketchup over the top and and i ate it with a fork and they
1: were kind of looking at me like is that how you're supposed to eat it?
3: Yeah, uh, the, the <laughs> handheld way is just fine for your for when you're out in a boat too. See, that's the one <laughs>
1: thing that I like about it that everyone is just universally like. There's no wrong way to eat it. Like in terms of like the the like actual putting into your mouth part of it. No one cares how you do that. It's only <laughs> what you put on it at that point that people get heated about. <laughs>
3: The only part I'll argue is that a traditional one's gotta have rutabagas in it. It can't be missing the rutabagas. Those gotta I be in there too.
5: Would agree with that. That <laughs> and I would also argue that a pasty is the only place that I will eat a rutabaga. Like <laughs> I don't want to see rutabagas <laughs> anywhere else
2: because they're awful That that might be true. <laughs> yeah.
5: <laughs> yeah, so so some,
0: you know, we, we got an opportunity, uh, we split up into a couple of groups, the admissions uh uh, student, the students uh, that, that help out on the tours gave, gave a couple of groups tours, um, you know, some changes you, you got, you know, you guys ask about what's the same and, and what's different. Um, you know, Fisher, Fisher hall was looked like Fisher hall. I, I told the boys, it was where I got my first credit card and they used to just hand them out. You know, so a folding table in Fisher hall and sign up for a credit card. And you're like, sweet money as a college student, something doesn't seem right about that, but I, uh, you know, the, the library was, was very different. I didn't personally see a book in the library and, 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 you know, it's, there's, there's computers, there was 3d, uh, image, you know, 3d printers that the students can use to do 3d printing. Um, you know, lots, of, obviously computers, computer workstations, a lot of like team tables and collaborative type areas. Um, you know, they talked about the the third floor being no talking, the second floor being quiet, you know, some of that was similar, but, um, you know, when I was there, it was row upon row of books with tables in between. And <laughs> when you did research, you had to get grab the microfiche down on first floor yeah. <laughs> and actually find information. And yeah, there, there's no books. I mean, I know they have some books, but it's uh the library has changed has changed quite a bit um you know dhh looked the same there were you know it looked like there had been some you know there, there's they were in process of building a new is it was it a technology there was a building yeah the h stem right is the now. name of the
3: new building that in between okay. chem and the double e building is the yeah. is the newest thing on campus yep
0: yeah so but you know a lot of it a lot of it uh you know traditionally still looked the same um which is wonderful
3: yeah, it's yeah, the it, first new, full new building for a while besides the dorm. The dorm that went up on the hillside is, is, is new, too. But I think before that, it's probably the Dow was the first like big well, building.
5: Isn't Dow. there a new one west of
3: the meme, too? West of the meme? You're talking about the the one that's just getting built, right?
5: No, that's that's east, east of, of the meme.
3: meme. There's a new one west of the meme. West of the meme. I'm looking. See I don't know looking. what's there. Yeah, <laughs> well, while, while
1: he's doing that, you know, similar to how it's simultaneously the best and worst thing that everyone gets to play, uh, gets a chance to play on our oh, oh, team. Man. It is simultaneously the best and the worst thing that like tech is kind of like caught in 50 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it. Uh, you know, I, I will tell you the,
0: I should bring it up. The text messages that I received from the, the parents yeah. though, were, Hey, thank you for the great weekend. It's such a cute little town. <laughs> you know, it's like, well, I didn't really remember it as being a cute little town, but yeah, you know, they're you know, that it, it I I there were so many positive comments from from both the, the players and the parents and and yeah, it's um you know they're 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 I think they're building some dorms on what's the, the new performing the, the new the, theater the yeah. Rose. Yep. Yep. So they're they're building dorms now where the parking was when I was there. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, I have no idea where we're stu- I mean every most it's, all students me, come it's in there, it's still it's where still a gonna whole park. deal yeah it'll be interesting to see I mean that that was you know I, I don't know they're, they're either gonna have to go up to the SDC or you know I don't know where, where people where the students are gonna park yeah there's I, a
3: there's a plan for a parking deck in the middle of campus in between I believe it's in between admin and the MUB, to actually put like a four-story deck in there uh, they should to, dig down underground. But they haven't, haven't yeah. got an underground parking deck. Digging yeah.
1: down in that part of the world though can be tough. You got to. Oh, remember. it's well,
2: way up on the cliff. It's I don't think the, the problem is is digging down being that kind of problem. I think the problem of digging down is finding what they buried there a hundred years ago. Well, <laughs> that, yeah,
1: it's like it's like when the, you go to Rome true, and you try yeah. to build something new wasn't and there, you're just an that...
2: archaeological site. Well, no, I thought <laughs> like part of the part of the problem with building the dorm that they're building is that there's crap underneath that parking lot that they have to deal with yeah, i can't sure just move it it has to like be waste. treated and all that stuff well yeah. actually
5: isn't there like well maybe i shouldn't say anything about that actually never mind
3: <laughs> the rumored nuclear stuff yeah the, the, yeah there's the yeah. hazardous waste under there the nu- stories the nu- there's yes, urban, the nuclear urban nu- myths nu- of that too yeah the nuclear waste
5: <laughs> yeah so it actually yeah. came up in the advisory board when i was up there
3: <laughs> yeah
2: we we'll, so we'll put the, that uh, on patreon of... only dustin okay <laughs> <laughs> nick, nick mark one this of... moment for me please <laughs> one of
0: the parents comments thanks so much for the michigan trip we love the up we will definitely be back hockey adventures are the best and then sent me a picture of their younger son jumping the sand dunes and then he also bought a husky a little husky free husky at the game i mean nice oh,
5: yeah. nice Heck <laughs> yeah
1: i'm I, that's that's like a really organic way to go about everything, and that's what I've always loved about college hockey in general. Which is, it's just really cool to hear stories like that.
3: Well, and Houghton's yeah. not a spot you you go to unless you're you need to go there, right? It it's is. Not yeah, it's the, a destination. It, it's not. It's not, not on the way, the to, way to anywhere. If you're not making the trip to Houghton, it's on the way, not way to Copper there. Harbor. That's yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> but that, yeah, there's not a lot there, so. You've got folks that don't live terribly far away that making that trip now, you know, exposes their eyes to the area, and it's awesome. It's it's wonderful to hear people are receptive to it. Oh, it's a really cool there, and now knows what I miss and not living there. It's it's great to hear other people discovering it, It, it,
5: especially if you've only been there like you you go up there at one time, you get a little taste of it. There's you go up further north. There's all kinds of stuff to do. Like you can spend multiple trips exploring new things and um all those little towns north of the bridge are all cool and they, i i'm a history buff so you know all the history stuff just was right up my alley but i just think it's a you know a great place to spend a long weekend and just explore
0: you know it's uh the, the jeffers coaches had mentioned that covid really was a catalyst that there's a lot of people moving into that area that it's it's you know maybe a little bit of a hidden gem that people kind of
2: figure out they can get away from some of the hustle and bustle of of where well, they're get, at today and, and once you can, can
3: remote work, yeah. Yeah.
2: And There's... then Michigan Tech itself really helps that whole area have pretty good internet compared to certain areas. You know, like oh, so have... at least you can uh
3: remote work pretty well up there. If the university's not there, the the population in the town is is nowhere no, what it is the university is what makes houghton and hancock there is i know
2: but what i'm saying is is unlike other remote yeah, places no, get, the internet's it. better for remote work than a lot of places i mean you're struggling to find yeah, houses yeah. where you want to be down in the fox cities right for I, remote I, work. I get
3: 30 minutes out of out of uh the fox cities appleton area here in wisconsin and it goes so bad that i, I can't work from home mm. you know up there my parents house is better internet than than i would have if i moved away from here a little bit out of town i mean i'm in the middle of town so it's not bad but Yeah, Yeah, the the university really drives a whole bunch of everything. And it's awesome to see that, you know, the last 10 years or so, the university isn't having trouble. I mean, Finlandia closed over in Hancock this last year because the trouble they've been having with enrollment and everything. But tech is just continuing to grow new buildings on campus. Enrollment's going up. the ratio is the ratio is getting better. You know, they're not just just drawn in. Yeah. Yeah. The ratio Some... is getting better. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of <laughs>
2: impossible to not get better from. Yeah, were this is <laughs> also true. <laughs> when you start from zero. <laughs>
3: but yeah, yeah it's it's a growing university, which is not something you're seeing everywhere right now. With it's you know, only, so. it's one
5: That's of great. two universities in the state of Michigan that is increasing enrollment. Yep, the University of Michigan and Michigan Tech are the only two that are increasing
2: enrollment. I heard Northern's increasing again now, according to Discord, okay. but I'm sure they haven't recovered to, like, pre-COVID that, levels yet. That could be, because that okay. information
5: is a year old, so. Yeah. yeah,
2: so, no, I it it, it is great um, what's been happening with with how much the school is growing, how much the school is trying to grow and fill that need for engineers and technical degrees for the Midwest as a whole, really.
3: Yep. It's, it's good to see home being successful when you see a lot of small areas having trouble these days. Yeah.
2: So what, what was, uh, we haven't really talked about the hockey game. So what, 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 what are your thoughts on tech's hockey weekend? Uh, so
0: the tech, we, we were able to, so we, we, uh, we, we finished our tour. Uh, we got to go back. We stayed at the Kiwana uh, waters resort, which are, are new down on the canal road. They were fantastic. Um, you know, I, I am going to, I'm going to work to get my family up there for, for at least a long weekend next summer. Um, but we, we had a little bit of downtime uh, and then we, we had dinner at, uh, we went and we had dinner at um, Bonfire. And okay. so Bonfire was the place that feeds tech pregame meals and they also uh, fed Ferris State. So we, uh, we had some chicken Parmesan and pasta and salad. It was, it sounds like the same meal that tech, the tech players, they go for the chicken parm for their pregame, uh, every, every, uh, Friday and Saturday, but yeah, that was great. Um, got on the bus and, and got up to, uh, up to, uh, the Mac got an opportunity to watch some warmups. You know, I always like to watch warmups and, you know, some of the, some of the, the skills and drills and things that they do. And what I, what I love to watch now is I'll, I'll watch on Friday. You know, I, I leave it up to my captains on our warmup for our pregame. And I, I guarantee you, we're going to do the half moon shooting that both tech and Ferris state were doing. You know, these guys <laughs> look up to these boys. And, and so, yeah, we, we got to the game, uh, was, a was a very entertaining game. Um, the skill level of division one college hockey players now is, you know, and, and there's arguments to be made about the technology and the sticks and the equipment, but it was, um, you know, just up and down the ice and the, you know, the, the high skill that these both, that, that both teams played was, was really a a lot of fun to watch. Um, I I think tech has a, you know, I think tech has a very good hockey team this year. I, you know, we, we follow them from afar. Um, There were a lot of newspaper clippings in the preseason about being a top 10 team. Um, You know, I'm, I don't, you know, I don't know how much time you guys spend talking about that. I'm not sure how much time too much.
3: I'm not sure how much. That's what what we do each week.
0: (laughs) I'm not sure how much time, you know, the team spends reading those newspaper clippings, um, the, 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 this the, the, talent and the, the skill is there. I, you know, I had a chance to, I had a chance to uh, go to a gopher game uh, earlier this year. And, you know, I mean, it's, you know, a couple of, a couple of big, big 10 teams and, and I mean, text text right there, they're, they're right there. You know, I, some of these losses, it's, you know, the, the Alaska, hey <laughs> I, I, they got swept by Alaska here a couple of weeks ago, right? Am I yep, right? Yep, yep, yeah, yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. We seem to struggle against, is it the Nanooks? We seem to struggle against That's them Nanux. every year. Well, what is going? You know, and it's it things don't add up. You know, um, the team, the talent was there. You know, I thought they played well. I know they lost in overtime the night before. Um, they'll, they'll get it figured out. They'll get it figured out. You know, it it looks like is a is a fan as an alumni um looks like they're gonna have to find a way to win that ccha to find themselves a a berth into that ncaa tournament and i i don't think it's out of reach for them i mean i, I think they're talented enough to do it um oh who's the number who's number 19
2: oh don't ask me those questions i haven't memorized that stuff in uh, time. He, he's kind of a
0: <laughs> oh he was i i i found myself mesmerized he he Kind of a scrappy guy right oh, in there.
3: You're talking 29. That's Jack works, I think, right? There it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's what yeah. That makes more sense because Nick yeah, Williams 29. is 19, and okay. I think
2: he played like four minutes all weekend as the 70. Yeah.
3: No, that, that's yeah. works. He, he was injured in the start of the year. I honestly think him being injured at the start of the year is a reason why you see some of the results in the beginning of the year. Okay. He got he was... hurt in what the first or second game and was out for four games, I think. Yeah, him coming we, back has been a very nice change in tune, shall we say?
2: Yeah, we he talked was. a lot about how much he feels like he's the he's the spark, the spark plug, I plug I of that team yeah. that gets them in that right frame of mind to to grind out a game. And without him, they kind of just played and didn't have that same energy.
3: Well, I don't think anybody expected Wisconsin to suddenly be good again uh, that quick with Hastings too. But yeah. uh, th- that week hurt for that too. <laughs> but uh,
2: that's a
0: uh, that team is a. Uh that team is a, uh, a, a team of purple and gold wearing red and white now. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> yep. Plenty of, plenty of his boys followed him over to Wisconsin. Yep. And, yep. You know, it, it gave him some, some instant credibility, but yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah. That, the my casings, yeah, it's why wouldn't you go to Wisconsin with these NIL deals and what you can do there versus at Mankato and from a recruiting standpoint and the yep. resources you have. So,
2: especially when you can bring your assistant coach and, Three or four of your best players with you, and set set that example right away, and not have to like find it with the players that were there before you got there. Right? This is how we do things. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. You get to that.
0: You can get that culture uh, built quick a lot a lot quicker than yeah. And if you're starting from from scratch, no doubt
5: about yeah. it. Yeah. And now you have make Hastings' team that is loaded with NHL like draft talent. When that's scary. <laughs> Yeah. That is scary. Yep, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If he can uh, set
2: that tone with the NHL guys, that's that's going to be a scary program, and it won't be long before the crease creatures are back to the heyday, especially if the football team and the basketball team suck for a while here.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was impressive. I mean, it, it it's, an, it's an impressive game. The game has changed so much. You know, the speed of the game, the skill of the game, the way the game is, you know, the way the game is played. Um, Really, really, really impressive. I, you know, Tech's got, you know, you, you, you know what you need to go far. You, you, you got to have a, you got to have somebody between the pipes that can win a hockey game for you. Um, you know, I think they've got, I think we, I think we all believe that they've got a goalie that can do that for that, for them. Um, you know, he's got to find his groove a little bit, but they're, uh, they're a fun team to watch. They're a fun team to watch.
3: Yeah. Hopefully we're, hopefully we're starting to turn it back around. That's, that's the big hope, right? Get back to those preseason expectations and, and live up to them it would be it would be great to see yeah the the yeah. One,
2: i mean it stinks for them from the pairwise perspective but the one thing they have going for them is they can still win the McNaughton they haven't like shot themselves in the foot for that yet and then it does appear that the CCHA is most likely a one bid league this year i mean that's there's still the possibility that somebody goes on a run and can do something but it, the way the non conference went that's not looking good um but does the, anybody does the regular... in that conference can win four games and win the conference tournament. So
0: is it just the, the tournament champion that gets an automatic bid? Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The regular season conference yep. just, does just not gets, get a bid. Just, yep.
3: correct. just gets the trophy. Yep. The just, just the tr- McNaughton Cup. Yep. <laughs> yeah, each each league uh sends their playoff champion to the as the automatic bid and then pairwise decides it from the rest of the way out.
0: Super cliche, but you know, you hope to be playing your best hockey and at the end right. of the season not 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 in november so
2: and that's always been joe's philosophy right i mean he the his first two years he won the conference tournament both years to get in and and just find that success at the end uh when it matters most and hopefully um be there and i think you know I, we've talked a lot about it on here where the biggest thing i think that all of us kind of underestimated was the the raw like lack of experience on the blue line and how much that has kind of set them up for the start, where even though we've got players like Chase Pietla, who's a really good freshman and has probably played I don't even know. I'd have to look at
3: back at these pictures of what it was this week. I'm but, guessing he's he's top two in minutes on the B <laughs> line for sure.
2: I think he, he was number one on Friday and
0: what number is he? 18? What number is he?
2: Uh, Yeah, he's somewhere around there. I think seventeen. Yeah, seventeen. And he was third, but basically, Campbell, Jed, and him were all tied with just between twenty-one and twenty-two minutes. Uh, So Saturday was a lot more even, where Chase, but Chase has been playing a ton, um, and now Campbell's healthy, and I think you know both him and Campbell, uh, Chase and Campbell, have kind of found their their groove on defense. Lachlan gets is gotten more comfortable now too and I think I think that was a lot of what happened in those first seven games was just the blue line was not where it needed to be and a lot of that's just because there were that Trevor Russell didn't come out swinging playing as good as he can for being an upperclassman but he came off an injury from last year and you basically only had Jed that really had any experience on that blue line so finally getting Chase and and Getz and Campbell comfortable with their teammates and in a groove has really I think changed how the team plays. The penalty kill still needs some work, but it was better this weekend than it has been. Um I can't fault them too much for making it what four and a half minutes on a five minute major before they give up the goal. I mean that was a hell of a kill until the goal.
0: Yeah, yeah you know it's you, you talk about freshmen and and you know freshmen are a lot different hockey players in the second half of the season than they are in their first half of the season. And it's everything is is big. The game is fast.
3: Yeah. Yeah. You're getting used to the pace. You're getting used to the new surroundings, the everything about it's changed. Yeah. I mean, as you change the level,
0: the routine of it, the, you know, the routine of, of playing a Friday, Saturday now versus the, you know, the routine of junior hockey and, and running all over all days of the week. I mean, there's all, you know, the, the school aspect of it, balancing the academics with the athletics and the, the time constraints. And I mean, it's, yeah, it's the game will start to slow down for for those freshmen, you know, as they settle in and you know build build that confidence too, and and they'll be different players.
2: Yeah, and I, and and uh, on another note, like I don't think any of us are all that surprised that the team as a whole is struggling when Kyle Kuchanen still doesn't have a goal. I mean, him not scoring changes how you look at the game for that team overall. I mean, not that you expect him to score a goal a night or anything, but. When he hasn't gotten a goal yet this year, that's that's a tough place for, you know, I'm sure Joe was counting on 10 to 20 goals from him this year, and to have none a third of the way through the season is is going to be difficult for them.
0: Yeah, he was such a fantastic
2: player last year. Man, was he good at Ma- in Maple Grove, too. D- did you see the commercial they made with him? I didn't. No, you didn't see that? They played it at the high school tournament or during the high school tournament. Yeah. The, well, a... Maybe I did see it
3: a commercial about tech yeah for tech yeah, yeah. For so tech, maybe yeah. i did
2: see it yeah right yep. right yeah yep. maybe i did see it right yeah i
0: mean he'll find it he'll find it it's you know they got to find ways to find ways to get that puck on his stick in the right spots and and give him a chance to to score some
3: goals well i know i get to see it in person in a couple other weeks so i'm looking forward to another game with the McGinnis myself so <laughs> <laughs> I get, get up for another series here for thanksgiving we made sure that uh family thanksgiving this year coincides with going to mom and dad's house and involves a hockey weekend too so
0: <laughs> so these guys uh so the huskies are uh at St. Thomas here in is it in January? January
2: yep yeah will you guys be at the game uh yep Dustin and I were just talking about how many tickets we need cuz they're on sale this week for 5 bucks for that Thursday night game
4: ooh
2: um cuz cuz St. Thomas can't play on Friday night because uh, St Thomas Academy I think has a game against the Dinah or Minnetonka on Friday night at the same <laughs> rink so uh so tech gets to play for Thursday Saturday down there
5: oh why don't they move our game to the X likely with the Gophers? I don't know I <laughs> yeah, didn't think that would work huh five bucks a ticket maybe we should just buy them
2: all <laughs> yeah I, no I was I was definitely looking to just uh, I thought about buying like the, there's like the third and fourth row from the top. There's like 12 seats left in those two rows. And I was like, I think I'll just buy all of them and see who else wants to go when we get closer. <laughs>
3: so, that's the next, that's the first series after GLI and I'm going to GLI, so I won't be coming over for it. <laughs> yeah,
2: Well, especially with a Thursday night game.
3: Yeah, I know. I could always just work remote or go to our Minneapolis office for the first time ever. We got one over there somewhere I could work from. You could, you could, <laughs> do expense it. you could, you could, expense this trip. Yeah. If it. our team hadn't been reorged to be the Mississippi's the dividing line for the whole, whole company now. Uh, or East, well, one just so you structure. know. Yeah, I know. It's we, on the side of the Mississippi. We tried playing that to keep some team members on our side, and corporate said, no, Minnesota's the border. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anything else you want to
2: plug?
0: me i i'm not gonna I plug got, i th- okay. thank you guys
3: thank All you right. guys
0: for having me uh go spartans, uh, yeah, <laughs> go <good> spartans. Luck. <laughs> it's, it's a great day to be a husky we'll
1: yeah. see you guys <laughs> right.
2: see one minute remaining in the podcast well that should do it for this episode of the chasing mcnaughton podcast please check out our patreon and join by visiting patreon.com slash tech hockey guide like our newest patron red ridge who did it earlier this month I believe they signed up at the black level, which is $5 a month that gets you extra podcast content, um, including extended versions of every podcast. Uh, we've got a bunch of different levels uh, at different price points, as low as $2 a month, all the way up to, I think we got it up to $50 a month, which none of you have done that yet. Go ahead. Do it. I dare you. Um, <laughs> there's a discount if you do an annual pass um, and pay like for the whole year up front. Um, Follow us on Twitter at ChasingMacPod or at Tech Hockey Guide. You can submit questions through Twitter, Facebook, or on our Patreon page. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you can't find the podcast on your site of choice, please let us know and we'll make it happen. The more you rate, review, and share, the more people we can reach. So tell your friends. If you give us a five-star rating, Dustin will read the review. You leave no matter what it says. So let's get some ratings and see what you guys have to say. Once again, thanks to our sponsors, Fibkey Dental in Rhinelander, Wisconsin. Did you drive by there, Austin? Did you notice? <laughs> yeah, Probably not. It's a, great, it's a great place. Yeah, great place. <laughs> uh, Arcadia Insurance that covers pretty much our entire listening area in the Midwest. Uh, Lavonia Technical Services. And finally, thanks to the thank you notes for all the bumpers in this week's episode. If you like what you hear, check them out at the thethankunotes.fam.com.